Praise God. You may be seated. Glory to God. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power in your word. I thank you, Father God, for the power that's within us, that you've given us Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit that you are here in this place, but you've made a home in our hearts and that you've made a place within our spirit, man, that you're connecting with us, with the Father, and that you're speaking to us leading us, guiding us, counseling us through that still small voice on the inside. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are at work within us, the Holy Spirit that you are that you're leading, guiding, counseling, teaching, that you're uh, that you are advocating on our behalf. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are directing our ways, that Holy Spirit that you are leading us uh, through this, through the, our daily lives and le- leading us through this uh, path that we are living and that we are walking the way that we are walking our lives. And that Holy Spirit, every single person, every single individual that's here in this place, that you are directing the course of every person's life, directing where you desire, where the Father desires for us to, to be. That as if it were like a treasure map, that there's an X mark that you're desiring for every single person to get to. That, Father, there's an ultimate goal, an ultimate treasure place, an ultimate, uh, uh, if, it, if I could say it this way, an ultimate uh, fountain of treasure that you're desiring for all of us to, to, uh, to get to. And every person's X mark is maybe in a different place. But Father God, that you have a plan and a purpose for all of us. That you have a plan, a purpose for every single one of us. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're helping to reveal the Father's plan to our heart as we connect to his heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So last Sunday we had began to, actually two Wednesdays ago, we began into uh, getting into the Holy Spirit was just directing me to get back to base, some basics. Not chasing, looking for, you know, some awesome message, you know, the, the, the one that we haven't heard yet, you know, or, you know, this and that. God just spoke to my heart, get to the basics, get back in the red. So I said, okay, all right, let's, let's look at what Jesus had spoken. Let's take a look. Let's get to the simple things that we need to get back into, the simple foundations of faith, the simple foundations of what we believe, of who we are believing in. Amen. So two Wednesdays ago, we began, and, we, and, and if you haven't, if you were not here, if you were not able to be here, not able to hear the message, please read John chapter 14. Last week, we went right from John 14 into John chapter 15 last Sunday. Continuing on, I'm going to uh, start back here in John chapter 15 and verse 26. Again, the, the, one of the things that was emphasized last week that God just was kind of opening my eyes up to, I, I referred to a video that I saw. I'm going to say it was like five to ten years. I said like eight years ago. I don't know the exact number, but it was like somewhere around that time frame, eight, nine years ago. I saw a video. I think it was on Facebook. I almost believe it was on Facebook that there was this little caption, this video of this man that was given a message to his children. It was a man that had a, a, um, had a, was diagnosed and he had terminal disease and he had limited time to live. And literally, he was down to a couple weeks. Looked healthy. Look, I mean, he was given everything that he had. And the message that he was given to his children was how to live their life and, and to, to strive to live for God and live a godly life and all these things that he was laying out before them. He was giving them the final, the final uh, thoughts, the, the, whatever he could give with uh, passion, um, with, with uh, just sincerity, but 
if I could, there was an emphasis on, hey guys, if there's anything that you can do in life, this is what I want you to focus on. This is what I, I want to put into you so that you could hear these words and that you would just take these words and, and, and live these. Follow them. There was a, a, a sternness and a, um, dear Lord, there's, there's just a, such a heart cry. But there's, there's a, a passion behind what he was saying because he knew that he didn't have any more time to stay, be there with his children. And what could I put into my children, speak to my children to live the rest of their life? Because he knew that he was no longer going to be with them. So what could I give to my children that they could hold on to for life? And he gave this message, and it was powerful. It was awesome. It blew my mind when I saw the video. And I was getting back into here and reading through John 14, 15. Here's Jesus. He's about to approach the garden before, uh, uh, before he was ready to be turned over. And, you know, he was going to go through this whole process of going, uh, you know, being punished, going on the cross and all that. But he was just before going to the garden and he knew in his heart because he knew the timing of the father that his time was coming, that he was no longer going to be with the disciples. So he's in this place. He has these 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 men, these women, but that were surrounded around him that he had pulled out and said, follow me, Get, lay everything down and, and follow me. And so there's these individuals that are chasing after him, following, learning from this man, learning of who he is, that he's the sent one from the father from heaven. And they came to this place to believe in him. Why? Because they saw, they heard truth. They saw his heart. They saw love, compassion, uh, uh, freedom. They saw so many things that were in this man that were so different than anybody else that was living on earth. And they followed after him. So now Jesus is in this place and he knows that I have no, not much time to live. So what could I leave the disciples with? And he's speaking to the disciples. Follow these things. If there's anything that I could say, live, follow these words that I'm telling you, disciples. And he's, he goes on and he's, he goes through John 14, 15. And towards the end here, John chapter 15, verse 26 He's talking about when the helper comes. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Jesus is talking about what's about to take place. He's talking about the, the fact that he's about to become, be uh, put before all men and sacrifice his his own self before all men the holy spirit will be there as what a witness okay for somebody to be a witness they have to be there from the beginning they can't be there as part of you know coming in through the middle of something that's taken place and and having a full credible witness of what's been taking place they have to be there from the beginning. The Holy Spirit is here on earth with, with the men, with Jesus. He's living, abiding. He's, he's moving, amen, on earth. He's a witness. And, and these disciples which have known him from the beginning, from the time that his ministry and, and his life began to unfold, he was, they were with him. They knew him. They were taking witness of what was going to take place. And this is what Jesus is referring to, the coming rejection of Christ, amen. And him going on the cross in John chapter 16, verse 1. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. There should not be anything that is said, done, uh trying to convince you otherwise that this man won't be, is not the Christ. Well, if, if, he, if he is the Christ, how come he's on the cross dying? Who is this God? There's nothing that should change your mind. There's nothing that should make you stumble. I'm making you aware of this. Amen. I'm speaking these words to you. They're spoken to you. Why? So that when the time comes, when the devil's trying to come and, and deceive you and make you think that, that you know, you're crazy for following this man, it's not going to happen. He's already pre-warning. If I could say this, there's, pre, there's word of knowledge, word of wisdom in action to let them know that these things are going to take place. 
Amen? Yes. Knowledge of what's going on, the spirit in the air that's happening, and word of wisdom of what is about to take place. Amen? In verse 2, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Hey, guys, letting you know you're going to die. Just letting you know. They're putting you out of the synagogues and they are going to kill you. Hallelujah. Amen. Whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And these things, they, they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. And I knew that you weren't able to handle it. But now... I don't have time. I don't have much time. You have to take this in. And I'm saying these words to you, disciples. In verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me, the Father, and none of you asks me, where are you going? Take this in right here. Verse 6. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Verse 9, of sin because they do not believe in me. We're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit that's, that Jesus is talking about. Amen? Amen. People will get convicted by the words that we preach. Amen? We can talk to people in love. But the Holy Spirit's still going to convict people in their hearts because they do not believe in Jesus. It's not our duty to try to enforce, but only speak the truth. Amen. Amen? He does the work. We can't force people. We can convince people, but we cannot force people. Amen? How do we convince people? You speak the, the way that Jesus did, in truth, with compassion, with love. Speaking truth is important. Amen? People don't like to hear the truth. But it's not our duty to make them feel good. We speak the truth and allow the Holy Ghost to do the convicting. Amen? He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of ju judgment. Sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment. Why? Because it is right for Jesus to die to go to be with the Father. It fulfills prophecy. It fulfills the plan and the purpose of the Father given away for mankind to be able to, to be seated with him again. Amen? Amen? It's the, the, the right thing that had to take place to be with the Father. Amen? Amen? Because people won't believe that Jesus, he's, he's getting to this point. People won't believe, well, if he truly is God, then why did he die? Because this was the plan. This is the purpose. It was right. It was only right and legally right for him to do this. To give all mankind freedom from sin. Freedom from, from all that the enemy has brought to earth. Amen. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Amen. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit. That's taken, that, that Jesus is letting the disciples know this is what's taking place. 
It didn't just stop 2,000 years ago. The work of the Holy Ghost did not finish. The work of the Holy Ghost is still active, still moving, still demonstrating, still doing what he is, has been sent to do. Amen? Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come. I love this because there's still an urgency put on the disciples to still follow after God. They still need to walk in faith, trust God, hear the Holy Ghost speaking to them, listen to the Holy, Sp Holy Spirit speaking to them, leading them, guiding them. You can't bear all that I have to tell you, but when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, the Spirit of truth, amen, amen, amen. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. I love this part because this just, just makes it so plain that the disciples were not so much greater than every other believer in this fact. Jesus didn't impart everything to them. All that they needed to know. They couldn't handle it all. Their minds were still blown by, by everything they're seeing. And, and, and there's a growth process. And what they needed can, for the, the, from that point, the remainder of their time could only come from the Holy Spirit. So there's no person that is greater than you or I. Amen? We're all the same. We're all in growth process. We're all growing in the word of God. We're all growing in trusting and hearing the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Verse 16, a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. Then some of the, his disciples said among themselves, what is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, they said therefore, what is this that he says? A little while. We do not know what he is saying. Now Jesus, right? Watch us. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him. And he said to them, Jesus knew that they were wanting to ask him. Maybe there was a little apprehension, like, whoa, man, what's he going to think if we ask this question? Or maybe this, it's just, you know, how do we ask him? Like, what, what does he mean in a little while? Does that mean that tomorrow? Does that mean in a couple days? Or what is he talking about going away and then come back and then go away? What is this all about? Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, knew that they desired to ask these questions. There was an unction on the inside, a stirring. There was a stirring. There was a stirring. Are you hearing me? When you're around people, there's a stirring. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will allow you to know what's going on in that moment. Give you a word of wisdom. Maybe give you some understanding to the situation at hand. Maybe give that, that word of knowledge when you're around people. 
not to dig into past and to look at all, allow you to see all the crummy stuff. No, but to be able to see the heart of where they are. The heart, God the Father is after the heart of a person and will allow you to be able to speak words of knowledge, words of wisdom and things to direct the heart. Not knowing the past and all the, the, the junk. Not saying that the Holy Spirit won't give a, a word of wisdom or something that will direct from things. Because we're not God and we can't tell him how we're going to do things or how he's going to do things. Amen. God is God and he will lead and, and guide and direct and counsel and everything to get the heart of a person. Changed and directed to look towards him. Amen. Again, what's the Holy Spirit to do? The Holy Spirit is here to help to glorify the son and the whole testimony of what the son has done why because the holy spirit again was here from the beginning and was here through the time through jesus giving himself up and now can testify of what jesus and who jesus is and what he's done for you and for me and for the lost amen so he will lead us into all truth because he's going to lead us to salvation because that's the purpose, the plan of the Father for us to come to the Father. Amen? Amen? Amen. And it only comes through Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now Jesus knew, verse 19, that they desired to ask him. And he said to them, are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while and you will not see me and a little while and you will see me? Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. He gives this example. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. There's so much pain. There's so much grief and everything that she's going through. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. There's great joy because of what has just taken place, the birth and all that's trans transpired. All the women said. Amen. Verse 22. Therefore, you now have sorrow because of what the things that you're hearing. But I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy. No one will take from you. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask. Ask. And you will receive. Why? That your joy may be full. Jesus is laying something down before the disciples that, listen, you get things along the road because you're with me now. But soon you will have that place, that, uh, that place of authority or that place of, if I could say it this way, kinship, relationship that has been made with me. That whatever you ask the Father, because the Father knows you because I know you, right? That whatever you ask in my name, you will have. Your joy will continually be full because whatever you ask, you will have. Because you know me, and you know, that then therefore the Father knows you. Because I know you. Amen? That's what Jesus had said in the previous statement, going from 15 into 16, even back in 14. Amen? But it's the whole fact that there's a relationship that we have with Jesus. When we know him, we know the Father. Amen? And the Father knows us because we know him. So the Father, through relationship, will give us the things that we ask. What do we have to do? Ask. So it's no longer, Jesus, Master, what, these things that we need. Father, I ask that this be done 
you know, according to their faith, so on and so forth, and all these things, bam, things are done. Jesus is now sitting at the Father. There's a, a, a different approach that he's given to them. There's a different um, change of, of position that they have to have in their heart and in their faith is now that Jesus being with the Father and Jesus not with us no more, ask the Father in my name. Disciples, go right to the Father. I'm with him. I'll be right there, and I'll be cheering you on and cheering on the things that you desire and asking for because I'm right there with the Father. So when you ask these things, you will have it. Amen? That your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language. But I will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me. And have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that, uh, that you know all things. And have no need that anyone should ask, you, ask question to you. By this, we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Is this now what you needed? Exactly. He was holding back to this place, to this time, for, to this moment, till they could see Till they were able to see that there is something so much greater that the Father was intending to get to His children. Amen? Amen? And that was simply through Jesus that we can approach Him, the Heavenly Father. It's just so awesome how the Father orchestrates everything to come through Jesus and everything is directed through Him because of His blood, because of His sacrifice that we can now approach the Father. That even the Holy Spirit in, his, in what He does here on earth and how He works with the, those that believe, that everything is still directed, orchestrated through this flow of Jesus to the Father. Hallelujah. I love this is that the very fact that what Jesus was then speaking, speaking plainly to the disciples, knowing that this is what they needed to hear, that through the guiding, the leading of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was baptized into, amen, baptized by the Holy Spirit, filled with power, filled with all these things that the Holy Spirit has, has been imputed into him fully full of power into Jesus to be able to to be able to not just walk around as superman but to walk in these words of wisdom words of knowledge word, prophecy and all these things as a man here on earth knowing the heart of the disciples speaking these very words knowing that they wanted to ask the question why Jesus and he began to speak to them knowing the heart knowing the thoughts Knowing what was going on, not because he was some mystical, magical guy that just walked on earth, but because he was led by the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Ghost, being able to then speak to the heart of the people, the disciples that had the questions, the thoughts, and Jesus knowing what was taking place, not because he was brilliant, again, because he was led by the Holy Ghost, led by the Holy Spirit was able to speak these things.
Because as the father wanted Jesus to speak to them, and at the moment, even because of the heart and the thoughts and that they were speaking and wondering and, you know, they're talking among each other. Well, how come he says this? And what does he mean by this? The father wanted to get clear to them. It's now time for you to understand you come to me through Jesus. And spoke to them, spoke to them through Jesus, led by the Holy Ghost, right? The Father using the Holy Spirit to lead Jesus to speak to them. Hey, I'm going to be away from you, but this is how you get to me. The Father is simply by coming to me, asking in my name because you know me. You know my heart. You know I desire to give you whatever you ask for. But it comes through the Father. But you ask in my name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 32, indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered, each to his own. Guys, you're not going to be together again. Maybe not like you were all these, these years that you've been following with me. You're going to be scattered among, back into your people, back into the land in different places. Things are going to be different. But I want you to take what you've, what you've learned, what you've seen me do, what you've seen me say, what you've entrusted and, and, and placed your faith in me and who I am. Take that. And here I go. This is me speaking. Take that and, and make disciples. Last week we had mentioned this, is that we read how Jesus said, I am the vine, right? And we went through and we saw this process of how uh, we're grafted in and, and, and as we are, like it says, that as we're branches, if there's no life, the Father does what? Cuts it off and throws it into the pile to be burned, right? But for the ones that are bearing fruit, there's a greater, greater depth, a greater uh, production of fruit that God wants us to get us to get us in. So so what the Holy Spirit was telling us last week is that sharing our faith sharing our faith bears is bearing fruit. It's bearing fruit to what we believe, sharing the love of who Christ is. But there's something that the Father wants to do by pruning that 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 branch so that there's greater fruit. And that's through going from being just soul winners to disciplers and there's a greater fruit that the father desires for all of us in that pruning in that pruning so that it's not just a branch that just continually grows but there's a greater production off that branch and it all comes through the vine, amen, because it's grafted into the vine. The vine, the vine has all the source needed to be, able to, to be able to get to the very tips of all the branches and much, much more, right? But the Father wants to prune and shape and get uh, 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 an avenue so there's greater uh, production off the branch, which you are the branch. Amen. I am the branch. Amen. amen? And that's part of the plan of the Father is that we grow and mature into not just being believers, not just being uh, you know, soul winners, but disciples of Christ, disciples of who he is, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, Son of God, now sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now we can approach our God, Creator, Father, through his name. Hallelujah. And all the benefits and everything that comes with it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo! 
I want to go here to John chapter 17. And I know we're reading and reading, but this is, this is awesome. So as he goes on, Jesus begins, comes to this place. He speaks to the disciples and now comes to this place that he, he, Jesus begins to pray for himself. He's beginning to see, all right, it's time. I see that the time's unfolding. Amen. And he goes into intercession, prayer, praying for himself, praying for the disciples and praying for believers. Jesus spoke these words because now the time's come. Jesus is arrested by the Holy Ghost. All right, it's now time. And he's on the inside. I believe that there's this, there's this want to now speak to the Father, to commune with him, to be able to speak with him on the behalf of what's about to take place to himself. And because he's leaving the, the, the world and leaving the earth, now he wants to pray for the disciples, pray for the, 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 those that believe. Amen. And he's come to that place heart to heart with the Father. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh that he shall give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, I've glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me. Glorify me together with yourself, with, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And he goes on, verse 6, praying for the disciples. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word, Father. Now they have known that all things which have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me. And they have received them. Key word. Received them. Received the words that Jesus had spoke. The most important part of hearing a message. We can hear it. We can hear what's spoken. But when you receive something, you accept that message. Accept it means that you are taking it and putting it into your possession. Amen. And we know this by keeping the words means there's doing something with when you keep the words of of uh, of our savior, of our father. You keep them, you're protecting them. You you're you're you're, you're putting a a a value, a, a protection on those things and you're seeing that they will fulfill what they're desired to do. Amen. And have known surely that I, have, that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours, Father. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. I kept them. I kept them. Jesus did everything in keeping them. Now, Father God, now that I leave them, I can't in my own keep them because of the relationship that I have with you and there's not yet that way for them to come directly to you. But as this coming on a cross, dying on a cross, and all the things that are about to transpire, Father, now you have that place that they can come to you. Keep them, Father. Amen. Keep them, Father. Jesus, again, already gave them the instruction that now you can go to the Father through Jesus' name and ask anything. Amen? Amen? He was letting them know there's a relationship with the Heavenly Father that is now taking place that you have. Yes. 
Amen? Amen. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the word has hated them because they are not of the world. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, simply just like that. They've seen that they don't, that the world hates me, right? This is Jesus praying this. They've seen me, Father. They've, the world's hated me because they've accepted my word. The word that you have given, Father. The world hates them also. Why? Because they accepted it. They've accepted it. Again, when you accept something, you're taking possession of it. You're treating it like it's, it's yours, like you're keeping it, treasuring it, doing something with it, making sure the word that was spoken to you is fulfilled. Amen? It's like a child, right? You have a baby. You want to do any, anything pos- everything possible in your being within you to be able to see that that child is fed, nurtured, uh, taken care of, uh, grows, has every need that it has met. Amen? You're trying to keep and care and take care of it until it's fully mature. It's the same thing that we're doing with the Word of God or should be doing with the Word of God. When we hear it and we accept it, we should be able to take it now and see to it that it grows into the place of maturity to where it takes care of itself. Amen? And it's fruit then that becomes bearing into other people's lives. Verse 15, I do not pray to you should take them out of this world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Set them apart. Set them apart, Father, by your truth. Make them, God, make them, Father, just completely separate. And I love this because it's like Jesus is p- praying to the Father that there is something special that happens because of who they are as believers, as ones that accept the, the words of the Father. That there is, if I could, a seclusion from the world, a, a, a holiness, a righteousness, a, a setting apart that they're completely protected, that they are f- full of the Father's protection, hand, from the world. Yeah. The message says your word is consecrating truth. Setting them apart. Why should you and I be different in the world? Because of the peace from the Father that we have. Because of the joy from the Father that we have. Because of the, uh, of the, uh, just the, the anointing, if I could say it this way, the anointing, the glory of the Father that's within us. Because of Him sanctifying, setting us apart, setting us into this, I don't want to say bubbles of glory, 
But that there's something that God does supernaturally in setting us apart when we're accepting His words and accepting what He has for us. Accepting, again, taking possession of what He speaks. Taking possession of what He has. Of what He's saying to us. Instructing us. Guiding us. Directing us. Taking, accepting it. Taking possession of it. And seeing maturity growing in it. Amen? Amen? But there's a sanctifying, a setting apart, taking out of the world, and there's a, a, a glory of the Father that's now residing in us. Different from what's in the world, the Father is now setting apart. There's such a power, a glory, because it's Him handpicking us and separating us. Just like Jesus is saying, sanctify them. By your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Father, I sanctify myself, set myself apart. I know that I'm giving myself up and giving myself to the cross and all that's about to take place. I'm sanctifying myself for their purpose. For their reason, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Set apart by the truth. Set apart by the word. word. And Jesus goes on, and we're going to close in just a, a couple minutes. Jesus prays for all the believers. I do not pray for just these alone, the disciples, but also... For those who believe in me, through their word, through the disciples' word, through the word that they preach, it's prophetically praying. Prophetically praying. Praying for the ones that will, future tense, hear the words being preached by the disciples. We have to believe, Jesus believed that what he prayed about the future to take place would happen. When we're praying, we need to have that kind of faith that when we pray for the things to come, that they're going to happen. Amen? I do not pray for these alone, but, for, but also... For those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be what? One. One, as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect. perfect. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Jesus is praying for us. This is us that he's praying for. Believers through the words that have been passed on from the disciples. That we would be made perfect in one. There's great power in unity. Jesus is praying for unity of the body of believers. The body of believers to be one in heart and faith. And just like the disciples were, he prayed for them in that, that they would be sanctified because of believing the words of Jesus, which came from the Father. And now that discipling, that passing on of the torch through the words spoken by the disciples to us, that you and I would also be sanctified by the truth, by the word that was spoken. Amen?
to continue and flow and fruit that continues to bear. Being one. One heart. One mind. One body. Sanctified by the words of Jesus. In other words, sanctified by the words of the Father. Because that's what Jesus heard. Right? The words of the Father spoke through him. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and we will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Hallelujah. Jesus is praying for you and I and for those that hear the words that you and I preach. Thank you, Lord. You know, Jesus trusts you and trusts me that we can accomplish what he came to earth to do. And that's making disciples. It's reaching the lost. That's sharing the love of God with others. Amen? Amen. Sharing the love of God with others is not just a salvation message. Although there's times where that's all that we may be able to do. Again, some what? Some plant seed, some water seed, and some reap the harvest, right? So that we're not always going to be there in every single person that we share Jesus with to be able to disciple them. But we should know what the leading and the guiding of the Holy Ghost that this one here you need to take time with. This one here you need to take that time with. Sit with, meet with, talk with. And we'll know that person through what? That, bear, that witness bearing on the inside. Amen. Amen. But Jesus believes in you and me. That we can do exactly what he spoke to the disciples, what the disciples did. And through time, decade after decade, that it's been passed on. To be able to make disciples. Make disciples. Bearing fruit of the word which we've heard. Amen. Accept it and, and accept it. Amen? Amen? I still love this statement. That faith, what faith is. Faith is hearing and believing what is to be true. And accepting it to be true. Accepting it. Taking that word and, and depositing it into our heart. And seeing to it that it becomes mature in our own life. Amen. Faith is hearing and not just believing. Accepting. Putting work to it. Amen. Amen. That's full faith. Putting action. Putting action. I'm saying full faith. I mean that's faith and growing faith. Putting action to what we hear. Amen. 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 Let's stand. Hallelujah.